0: Thank you.
1: that 85% of your engine wear occurs at startup? Yes, that is correct. And this is where Lower the Friction comes in by putting a protective lubricating barrier on all moving parts. This now gives you full-time protection to make your engine last longer, run smoother, give you better performance, and improve fuel economy. People across the country are reporting some very exciting results. Go to lowerthefriction.com. Place your order and enter in promo code SOS to get 5% off of your order. That's LowerTheFriction.com. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the weekly Secrets of Saturn livestream. My name is Jason Lindgren. In case you've been living under a rock, I'm your host. Joining me this week is Wayne McCroy. Crow 777, and The Great Baldini. This week, we're going to be discussing a lovely little document that just came out in July of 2020, and it's called The Internet of Bodies is Here, Tackling New Challenges of Technology Governance. I wonder if this has anything to do with the beer bug. Ah, you never know, right? Anyway, gentlemen, how is everyone doing?
2: Howdy. Doing Doing well here. Uh, gee, golly, would you think this would have anything to do with the beer bug?
3: Hmm. I right, wonder. Is,
4: yeah. Is there anything that doesn't have to do with the beer bug?
3: It's right out of the gate at the very up at the very beginning of, uh, of the document. It, it mentions it uh, by name.
4: So oh,
5: there
3: you the go. very, very first sentence in the forward in the wake of the COVID-19 pandemic. <laughs> dun, dun, <laughs> they just get dun, it right out of, right out there to start with. That's the very first opening sentence in the forward.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, let's let's get this show on, on the road here. The forward says, as new technologies integrate with the human body, the opportunities and risks abound. In the wake of the beer bug pandemic, uh, or more like not pandemic, wearable technologies such as health and location trackers have been thrust into the public spotlight, spurring not only excitement about their potential benefits, but also debate over their potential risks. Could these devices help public health authorities better predict, manage, and avert future outbreaks? How might employers use data from wearable devices to safely reopen businesses? What are the implications for privacy and equity? How might this data be abused or used for other intended purposes, such as public surveillance? These questions are at the heart of new efforts by the World Economic Forum in collaboration with public health authorities, leading technology companies, and other stakeholders to develop and plot new approaches for the ethical treatment and sharing of health data collected by consumer wearable devices. Okay, so... I'll start this off. This whole premise is coming on the back of complete and utter bullshit. Who wants to take it from there?
4: <laughs> I think we can just set down the show. You've summed it all up. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Have a good night. Cheers.
3: Have a good okay. night, uh, everyone. That's everything. Uh, Join Rose 777 tonight for the Poppycock Report tomorrow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, How are we going to talk about the potential benefits of that <laughs>
2: <sighs>
4: All uh, right. oh, I God. guess
2: some people like being tracked, surveilled, and, you know, everything about them known. Who knows? Mm. Well, it I, I guess it's handy if you, you know, you want to order a pizza or something, and, you know, the pizza delivery guy automatically knows what you're going to order. It you know, <laughs> I guess it does have some benefit.
3: Yeah, yeah it that. does seem like the, the actual purpose of this document is simply to come up with some poppycock way to try to sell it as a positive. Um that seems to be the the entire purpose of this document is to try to cook up some way to Justification. Justification Justification. pitch it as a positive rather than its obvious and glaring uh, uses. Yeah.
1: This is the nonsense that Alex Jones used to scream about all the time and uh, you know, think of him as you will, but at least he put it out there, which could just be revelation of the method, of course, and probably
4: is. Ding 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 uh,
1: ding You know. This, this is what he he was screaming about since, uh, what, mid-2000s, I think, back when I first found him. And here they it is, guys. Us. Here it is. <laughs> They've got their damned excuse. They've got this pointless nonsense of, of a non- uh what's that term they always say um total nothing burger i don't know where that phrase came came from but, I, but i've but i've definitely heard it bantied around but yeah this whole thing has been a total nothing burger as a matter of fact the cdc themselves came out as i'm sure most people have seen to admit that oh by the way uh only about 10 percent. Uh, yeah, six percent six percent six, six percent excuse me yeah uh actually were beer bug deaths supposedly um and, they, and were they were all over. 80. So that I forget the number, but it's like this laughable. It's like so that means 9, it's six hundred point like 0, 0, zero 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 two six seven something or another a yeah. lethality alley or something. Like that. It's like oh, I'm I'm quaking in my sandals. Yeah, yeah and, well,
4: even, and even more <laughs> telling, this revelation of method
3: is coming five seconds after the initial lie. Now, <laughs> right. And even kind of even more telling is uh, the scrambling of uh, people like Sanjay Gupta. Uh, Tried to, to say, well, that doesn't mean what it means, <laughs> right? And it then does not fact mean checkers what it means. No. Nope. Fact checkers on social media come up and say, oh, that, that could mislead people. W- what, into doing math? <laughs> <What>? <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't want to do any extra math anytime. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It has got, it's so ridiculous. It's just a comedy now uh, of how desperate they are to try to save the narrative when it's right there in your face and they go, no, that's not what it means. It's, it's not real. <laughs> what? <laughs> Uh, yeah, it, it, that's why uh, – again, that's why Rose and I do the poppycock report twice a week because we just la- – we ha- we're a place we just have to laugh now. It's just so ridiculous.
1: Oh, by yeah, the way, did you and, see and, that and there's an asteroid you? coming right before the election? It's yeah, like they the can't second. help exactly. themselves.
4: Oh, my God. <laughs> well, what, wait a minute. I didn't know that. What's it called? It's got to have a name.
1: Oh, I didn't see the name. But you know what? You guys talk for a second, and I'll find it.
3: I was going to say hey, if you didn't, oh, if you didn't I will. But, yes, it's scheduled to come in on the 2nd. Uh, do you and know the name? They're saying – Closer than the moon. I, uh, I
2: believe its name is Joe Biden. <laughs> yeah.
3: Who shit doesn't my doesn't
2: pants?
4: Know it's it's, it's going to be like nine k six 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 or something, oh,
2: right? <laughs> oh, sorry. If you, it's named Joe take Biden, the toroid off of that, and then it's correct. If you take the
3: toroid off of the ass, then it is Joe Biden. Oh, I was going to say if it's Joe <laughs> Biden, it doesn't. It doesn't know where it is. It is just lost. <laughs> it, it, it came to the to the Earth because it was lost. Um, but yeah, they're saying that's you know it's coming in on the second right before the uh, right before the election uh, if I had to put you know any money down I'd give some slight odds that they're gonna say okay this is just a small one and it's uh but there, it's just part of a larger one that's coming in like two or three years and then we have to you know make a deal with our friendly uh, aliens to help us well oh, this uh, one's
1: actually <laughs> supposed to strike the earth
3: yeah well, yeah right. they're, they're saying that it's uh,
4: imminent right. em- Maybe someone better call Werner Von Braun. He, he can just <laughs> cite Psalms real quick, and we'll all be safe again. Exactly.
1: Asteroid 2018 VP1.
4: VP? Mm. one. Ooh. That sevens fun. up the butt, because yeah. he is the triple seven idea, right. so P is a seven. One, so that's going to be uh, 28, 29. Oh, it's a nine eleven encode. It's a bunch of sevens and a nine eleven encode. There it is. Well, there I, you I are. Oh, have by the, the way, nice before I forget
1: to, to, to bring this up, because I've forgotten to mention it more than once already, uh, I'm going to be speaking uh, at Flattoberfest on October awesome. uh, Is it 17th, I think. And uh, I'm going to be doing, right now, I don't have it completely solidified. I'm still doing research on it. But the idea I have, and I'm, I'm open to suggestions here, is my first presentation I did last year was the social engineering of our worldview in space. I want to narrow that down to something that's more like 40s, 50s, 60s, where the absolute social engineering for the existence of NASA and the things that they did and how all that was implanted in the actual space age and how the 60s would not have been the same because everybody knows I love the 60s. Uh, the 60s absolutely would not have been the same without the whole space age thing. So, even
4: design, Jason, even the design of mm-hmm. so many products.
1: Yeah, that's what I want to get into. I wanna, I've got 45 minutes to an hour to put on a presentation. I think I could show a lot of stuff. So whoa, Anyway, whoa, that's my whoa, idea, whoa, folks. Whoa, Let me know whoa, what you wait.
3: think. Wait, Gravy Jesus, does this mean suddenly you're? this is your second uh, presentation at a, a Flat Earth conference? Does this mean you, you're a Flat Earth? Are you one of them Flat Earth boys?
1: Well, I'll tell you I, what.
3: <laughs> I'll I <think> <laughs> tell you what. I think it means if he
4: has man boobs, he can't get into Flat <laughs> Earth. <toe. laughs> Well, he, he went anyway. there. <laughs> just trying to see if I can get Baldini to fall out of his chair. <laughs> oh
3: man, it's you're getting close, man. Uh, I tell you what, are gonna have to. Uh, we're gonna have you do a stand-up comedic bit, or at Enjoy. least a sit, at least a sit-down comedy. Uh, so, yeah. I could uh, check this out. So a baby seal walks into a club. <laughs> Ooh. Ah. And twenty thousand vegans just a had a heart attack. You think one of them would have seen it coming.
1: Let's do it. Hey, guys, don't go over there.
3: Okay. Oh. Sorry.
1: Yep. All sorry right. So let me get the document back up. Anybody have any uh, uh,
3: more fun and exciting
1: riffs to add on to the opening statements? <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, oh, the back to the document. Oh, serious time now. Uh, uh, yeah. Well, I, we we just keep on, but again, my my take on pretty much this entire white paper is, um, again, from their executive summary to realize the full potential of the Internet of Bodies, we need up to date, robust, up to date governance frameworks, <laughs> and a way to pitch it so people buy it.
5: <laughs>
2: <laughs> it, was... <laughs> it. Also, it seems to me they use anything as an excuse for more governance frameworks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You
1: know, here is one that I did learn from Alex Jones years ago that I still uh, take to heart. They stopped calling it global government years ago and started calling it global governance. Mm-hmm. Now those mean the same thing, as far as I understand it. But that's no, that's,
4: no, 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 absolutely not. Because one of them is saying somebody's running everything, and the other one's saying these guys run everything. Oh, okay, right? okay. There you go.
1: I like no. it. All right, so let's dig into this a little bit more.
3: This paper aims to – what's that? I was going to really quickly mention um, this, of course, comes on the heels of the announcement from uh, Elon Musk, right, about the Neuralink. uh, Oh, we were going to get to that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, I was just going to mention that I have—I uh, don't know if you can show this, but I'll put it in the, our chat here. I had actual uh, an actual photograph of the pig with a um, electrode a chip implanted into it. If you can share that,
1: I can kick it over, and then I'll add it in as an extra source on OBS when we get to that point. Cool. So I so should got, be able to do we it. We
4: anyway. we got five G bacon already. <laughs>
1: <laughs> fine swine baby
4: more than
2: you know.
1: By it's the way, good, I have good, not good, been good, able to watch good, the good. chat room at all. So if anybody says anything important to me, uh, I totally missed it all. Just send me a message with the little uh, at, so I see it uh, in orange. I think uh, you know how that works. But anyway, all right, yeah. So so of okay. course this does come. Uh, when did when did they do that? Wayne was it just like three days ago or something like that. Neuralink came out. Elon did a big old presentation. Yeah, uh, it was this past Friday. Friday. Yeah, because so, I, I, yeah. I watched some of it and I was like, oh. All right, and apparently, yeah, I mean, just just to give you a couple the couple
2: pigs around,
1: they had three they little pigs, yeah. A
2: couple of pigs around, yeah. And, and they said, huffed and know, puffed. This and this one has a chip. This one doesn't. This one used to. That's pretty much it. Yeah, you, you can't see where the chip is or where the chip
3: was <laughs> or anything. <you> know. <laughs> but the salsa was there, so we got that good going.
1: So, yeah, we'll get to that in a second. The whole thing was that, hey, we've shrunk this down since the last time you've seen it. It's completely unobtrusive, hypothetically. Uh, They just drill out a little bit of skull, and it goes underneath there. Uh, The robot that does the microsurgery uh, does it in a way that it doesn't damage your brain, which is good, because I don't particularly want my brain damaged. Thank you. And... uh, yeah, so that's what they were bragging about for about an hour and a half. But uh, anyway, we'll, we'll carry on yeah, with this.
4: Are they going to allow the networkable pig in Tel Aviv? That's my question. <laughs> you cannot that's show the pig on thing. television. And by the way, Jason, I'm keeping track. I'm pinging you in the, the notes there in the chat.
3: Oh, okay. And, and thank you, S. Kush, and also... Uh, back up here. Okay, we just Matthew got a couple Ross, super yeah, chats. Yeah,
1: I, I have to actually pay attention to this for a second. So, yep, yeah, thank you, S Crush. My pleasure. We're going to keep doing these live streams, absolutely. Uh, Matthew Ross, how do you think they're going to sell round two of the beer bug, the military setup? camp on august 31st in my local city yeah yeah, dude you're getting it and australia's already been getting it that's insane down there how are they gonna sell it oh they're they're gonna say oh we, we we were too lax on the uh on the phases and we let people do too much too soon and now all of a sudden it's a problem all over again that's how they're gonna sell it it's just gonna well, be more
4: nonsense i i would point out when the military shows up
3: they're done selling now the push—that's
1: so an issue. That's a, that's that's a real yeah, and issue. And I keep
3: the I keep the door open for them to um, legitimately re- release some sort of toxin or agent um, to say, "See, we told you." Um, Absolutely, I keep. That, I, I wouldn't what ever put about. it past them. Yeah, yeah.
4: if that if that kind of thing starts to go on, the shelf life of this nonsense—I mean, the shelf life decreases immeasurably when yep. they start violating universal rights out, out and well, it may come to that because it's already kind of out of hand nobody's like just today I watched a clip of someplace in Florida the city council one of the bigger cities getting served with treason papers during a meeting um, this isn't you know the amount of effort it will take for this to be maintained is beyond anyone's ability to keep it going I think well here's the thing well, here's the Australia
1: thing is is disarmed if I understand correctly right like you cannot have weapons there yes um, yes, I think they, that's they the big difference. Gun rights a while back. Yeah, that's what I thought. So yeah. I think that's probably the big difference right now if we want to hypothesize for a moment. You can do anything you want to a disarmed society, and guess what? Poor Australia, they are, and it looks like 90-plus percent of your people are taking it, and I'm really sorry for those of you who uh, are awake to this stuff like our friend Amanda yeah, but- I see in the chat room. I mean they're, they're, you're just getting pounded because no one's got anything to be able to fight back.
4: Well, they do have some brilliant legal minds down in Australia, as we have come to know firsthand. And here's the thing. A corporation, which is the bane of our existence, none of this goes on without corporation. A corporation has to follow rules. Without it, it's just law of the jungle, which means the toughest guy in the room gets whatever he wants. Um, They claim... That corporation has all these laws and what we've seen is they are pretty stickler about making loopholes so they don't have to violate laws. So what I'm saying is if the courts ever come back in any semblance of doing what they're supposed to be doing, there's going to be a lot of hell to pay, particularly in Australia, where there's numbers of people who are not fooled by any of this filing papers.
1: Right. Now, here's the thing. Uh I, you gotta wonder was were all those false flags they've been pulling on us for years, trying to get the guns away, so that when they pulled this nonsense, it would be a lot easier for them to be a lot more Gestapo-like. Inquiring minds want to know.
2: Well, well, well here's so. the big thing. Here's the big thing they're pushing now. I don't know if you guys have been paying any attention to the mainstream news uh, or the news programs or anything lately, but here's something I've heard twice now mentioned. Now, what they're talking about is come this fall and into this winter, when the regular flu season hits along <laughs> with this COVID thing, get okay, they're calling it the potential for a twin-demic. <laughs> this is what they're calling it. I kid you not. I've heard this twice in oh my God. separate news programs. They're calling it a twin-demic. So, what do you see them doing right now? Oh, go get your flu shot. They're really oh, pushing yeah. these flu shots hard. And that's why. And now they just announced today: be ready. Uh, You know, for states to be ready that the CDC announced announced today for states to be ready uh, for the rollout of a, a covid vaccine potentially by the end of the year. So they're they're going to start pushing this whole vaccine agenda hard. And the reason they're going to do that is so people rush out, get their stupid flu shots and get their, uh, you know, stupid COVID shot or whatever it is that they're going to give them now. And guess what's going to start making people sick? The flu shot and the COVID shot. Mm. And then they'll have this twin demic that they were talking about. And then they'll say, see, we told you. But because of those anti-maskers and stuff out there just going and having big parties of 25 people and stuff, you know. We, we couldn't keep this thing contained that's the, the route they're gonna go for it here in America anyway I, I don't know about how they'll roll it out in the rest of the world but that's kind of what they're pushing here. I see the you know the, them setting the stage for this already using the twin idea the mm-hmm. alchemical concept <clears throat> of the twin uh, right along with this at the you know right at the point where we're hitting the low cycle uh, towards the winter solstice so that's well, what they're pushing for.
3: And going back to the idea of, um, you know, with all these events, every time uh, gun sales actually go up, uh, but but I have said for quite some time that really um, they don't care as much about that. All they got to do is make uh, make ammunition really di- difficult to get. And then mm-hmm. very few people have the means to manufacture themselves. Which they've been doing. Which I was going to say, um, Walmart already stopped. Uh, they just uh, pulled all ammunition for uh, handguns. From Did they the shelf, really? So, yep. Uh, people, so people should
4: look up the Dick Act of nineteen. Oh, what do you remember? What it is, Jason? 309, I forget the Dick Act. Be careful it,
2: how you be careful how you spell that in the
4: browser. Yeah, exactly. think it's D I C T, but it's bulletproof clad. The idea of the right to bear arms, the yeah. Dick Act, yeah, that should be circulated always, around the universe. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If somebody wants I, to
1: pull that. We'll, we'll. I'll read it on the air. Um, all right. Let's get a little more into this document, even though I'm having a whole lot of fun right off the bat here. sorry about that. This is great. (laughs) This paper aims to take these efforts one step further, looking beyond the scope of wearable devices at the broader ecosystem of connected technologies that is coming together to create the Internet of Bodies, or the IOB. Now, this is something that Crow and I have spoken uh, with Wayne about multiple times. Uh, Lena Poo has definitely got into some of this. Uh, This is a big deal. They're trying to make everything united under this the internet of things is the is the blanket term for all of it but they want everything communicating and being able to trace and track everything they, they want to know every time you go to the fridge for a new ice pop and all that kind of stuff as with any area of emerging technology the iob is evolving rapidly and the future is unknown yeah um i don't know about that i think you guys got a pretty good idea on what you want to do
3: the future is unknown to you
1: yeah to us it is yeah, for right. exactly this reason that careful attention and thought not simply on the part of business but from government, civil society, and the public at large is required. We stand at the beginning of an important public dialogue that will have major implications for public health, safety, and the global economy and may also ultimately challenge how we think about our bodies and what it means to be human. Okay, that last line sounds a little yeah. Zoltan Istvan. What does anybody else think about that? Yeah,
4: huh? I know it. It means to be human. Does anyone else here know what it means to be human? <laughs> I and, was born actually yeah And the last bit this paper does not claim to
1: provide a comprehensive view of all of the many facets of the IOB. However, it provides a glimpse of the myriad of complex issues that can arise when the cyber and physical worlds come together. We invite you to join us in this important work to shape the development, use, and impact of these technologies for the benefit of all society. I'm surprised they didn't get cute and call it a great work. Do um, you' right, you know, but uh, th- you know it's interesting. I don't know who wrote this document, but there were three grammatical mistakes just in that forward
4: you know there's another thing this I just keeps happening too. more and
1: more and more. I don't know if anybody's it, noticed that like it, with mainstream articles and things these days. People's spelling and punctuation and grammar in general is going to shit because of texting,
4: but anyhow ILB has the infinity idea encoded into it the forever idea
1: hmm. All right. So getting into this executive summary to realize the full potential of the Internet of Bodies, we need robust, up to date governance frameworks. So right off the bat, they're saying, hey, we're going to make more things to control you with by law. Am I wrong here? No, you're not
2: wrong. And another thing people will notice is they like to use the word robust in many of these different white papers and policy papers, especially as it pertains to transhumanism. Um, so you'll notice that term, robust. There's something important about it, so uh, I haven't really done a breakdown of uh, you know the etymology of the word, but there's something important there, I guarantee it.
1: Wayne, why don't you give everybody the quickie on what they're trying to push with transhumanism, what it is and all that, because this is really your bag, baby.
2: Okay, well, basically, uh, this is actually one of the ways that they want to accomplish this quote unquote great work and it's a perversion of old alchemical ideas and what they plan on doing is replacing the natural system that we live in with a holy and completely artificial system uh, unholy where, unholy yeah, right? mm. well un, i was saying holy as in w h o l l y that like comp- being completely not so much holy but you know like it is going to be an unholy uh, type of a, a system Indeed. Yep. So that that's the whole uh, gist of it. They plan on trying to completely invert our reality from the natural creation to something completely artificial and controllable by themselves. And they're doing this uh, through a science called cybernetics. And uh, you know, this is something that we, as you know, a truth community, need to look at more heavily than what we have looked at in the past because when you hear the term cybernetics you think mostly of things like robotics and stuff like that yeah wait well, that's it, all it, art so it, people but. are
1: probably going to automatically equate that with something like the Borg from star trek or something like that why don't you explain what cybernetics is real quick like what yeah, it really is
2: yeah cybernetics literally is the science of control Or uh, creating control systems, so this is what cybernetics is about. Cybernetics is actually derived from a Greek word, kybernetes, which means steersman or pilot.
3: Yeah, to pilot. So it's it's all
2: about control, and that that's what this is. This is the science of control, and they've been studying it very heavily since oh, at least the nineteen twenties. At this point now, so you're talking. They're using this and what this is in my estimation from the research and study that I've done on it, cybernetics is the inversion or the inverse of what we would consider alchemy or the natural sciences. So it's a perversion of the old alchemical ways but it's also a complete inversion of them uh, to create this this artificial thing and they use it as a, a system of control. So th- this is like your, your different control technologies that, that they make with this. And, yeah, it is kind of overlapped with artificial intelligence and robotics and things of that nature. But people commonly get that misconception about it that that's solely what it's about is, like, robotics and building machines and things like that. That's not it. That's not it at all. It's it, That's a major part of it. It's a component of it. But that's the ends to the means – or the means to the end, rather, I should say, is using this technology in order to uh, – bring man to the next step in human evolution, which would be considered either transhuman or they call it post-human or human plus, H2, human H2, 2.0. Yeah. There's many different, many different, uh, you know, phrases that they use to describe this. But what they call this is self-guided evolution. They, they see this as the means for man to take control of his own, quote unquote, evolution and actually... Uh, rise above and pull himself into the next level of evolution apotheosis if you will it's an old idea okay and they're putting it kind of a new spin on it but it's all the same thing but they see this being doable with the technologies currently available and that's why they talk about doing things like being able to upload your consciousness into a machine and live forever have immortality this is the promise uh, that they're looking at this is what they see as, from their viewpoint, as achieving the quote-unquote great work, or the philosopher's stone. This is what they're looking at, and this is what they plan on doing. So transhumanism fulfills this for them, and I mean, this this could be found, uh, mentioned throughout uh, Freemasonry in different ways. They don't necessarily use the word transhuman or transhumanism, but they talk about this, and I, I actually... I was just looking at a source yesterday that talks about uh, the whole purpose of this, uh, uh, of Masonry, of Freemasonry, is to transform, and they use the word transform or metamorphosize, uh, transmute. or transmute.
1: Mm-hmm. They, they use there you these, go. All these terms. Got to use the alchemical term there, right? <clears throat>
2: yep. Right. To so transmute man from being. Uh, a, a mere natural man into the Superman, and they use the term Superman.
1: Uh, oh, as where, well, who used that a lot? That sounds familiar.
2: God-like, to become something more godlike. And, you know, this is uh, actually, I think the guy's name was Wilmhurst, wrote this in a book called uh, The Meaning of Masonry. And, uh, Yeah, that's uh, that's mentioned right in there. There's other sources that talk about this kind of stuff, too, all throughout masonry. And it's not just masonry. It's all these different secret societies. It's all drawn from the same stuff in the ancient past. It's all drawn from the ancient mystery school teachings. And many of these teachings, even though in their original form, were probably intended for good things, they've been perverted and twisted and inverted Uh, By these people who took control early on by these these uh, this class of priest kings of these royal family bloodlines that kind of took control over steering society. They've been doing this, uh, you know, for as far back as as we could look. And uh, it's gotten to the point today where they see it being uh, such a doable thing with the technology that they plan on uh, forming a technocracy out of this. And that's what we're seeing coming into fruition today. The, the type of control structure is a technocracy. So there's a very small group of people at the top that are controlling all these different world, uh, situations and things by using this science of cybernetics to do so. And this is what we're looking at. This is what transhumanism leads to, because what they want is not only to be able to access and track and surveil you and know everything about you, um, you know, they, they want to be able to actually get employed. direct control. Get direct control of your mind. Yep. So if they could control your perceptions, they could control your reality. And that's a scary thought, but I mean the, the way they're trying to pursue it with these technologies if they could put a chip in your brain where, you know, they could actually read your thoughts and, uh, you know, transmit your thoughts into, uh, say, the Internet of Things. Or they also talk about not only the Internet of Bodies here like we're looking at today, but there's another subsystem of the Internet of Things that they call the Internet of Thoughts. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what they are really looking for because they want to bring the whole the human experience right. yeah, into this hive mind type idea. A fictitious
4: existence, right?
2: It's it's a very slippery slope, and it's a dangerous place to stand. And I I would say that it's actually the destruction of the human soul. In it is, yeah. It's it's
4: more than that. But you nailed it on uh, robust because the moment you said it, I knew it. So what they're the, the the. The way you picked out that word backs exactly what you've said, where there's a real world made by the creator, perfect in its delivery, called nature, and everything we do is basically a a weak knockoff, a mimic of that. So the word robust, which is backing, and think about robot, robust, these words have relationships, but the word robust comes from middle French. I posted it in three parts, uh, but it literally means as strong as an oak. So there's your foundation existing truly in nature undeniable being applied to this cybernetic nonsense this fiction this code which has no existence in reality but as I went through um, it brings up the the reddish idea Latin Ruber related to Robigo Um, it keeps going on but here's here's the kicker Wayne see Hamlet and I think this is act three scene two unless I have
3: that backwards but that's the reference in etymology go see Hamlet there it Mm -hmm. is yeah and if you, when you get to this idea of the, the hive mind, uh, as I've often said, that people don't have ideas, but ideas have people. And um, the hive mind with the direct interconnected Internet of Thoughts is that on steroids, uh, just broadcast an idea, to, um, direct injection. Uh, so people don't really have even, uh, I mean, it's pretty close to that now with what we see with the full court press and the uh, full spectrum programming with through media, uh, through every aspect of news and film and music, uh, it gets absorbed so quickly that you can see its results very clearly on uh, social media. When they present an idea, people immediately absorb and um, regurgitate it right away uh, as though it was the greatest thing ever. and <laughs> it's it's pretty remarkable um, how successful they've been with, with that. But yeah, this is uh, this takes that idea uh, to the next level, certainly.
1: All right, let's get back into this. The Internet of Things, or the IOT, is increasingly entangling with human bodies. This emergence and fast expansion of the Internet of Bodies, the network of human bodies and data running through connected sensors, while offering enormous social and health benefits, also raises new challenges of technology governance. So they're already saying that they want to govern all this technology. And I don't hear anything about individual countries here. This seems to be a pretty big blanket statement by the world... Economic, Economic Forum, form.
5: the yeah. world,
1: they were direct,
3: the entire world. And they were directly involved, of course, with uh, Event 201 and many other of these. Uh, oh, shocker. Yeah, <laughs> right. Uh, as well as the, uh, the lockstep thing from uh, Rockefeller. They were um, directly involved with that. So all of these things, uh, they've been directly involved in a, um, uh, a tangible way.
2: Boy, it's almost as if they were in, you know, the, the planning of this or something, you know? Yeah, you don't say. <laughs>
3: it have, was almost
2: seen... like the World Economic Forum was in on the planning
4: of oh. this stuff. No, go figure. And not, nonetheless, it, yep. it feels like a lot of this is rushed to me. Yeah. Well, you've been saying that a
1: lot, and it wouldn't surprise me because, uh, again, uh, did they get the guns away from everyone in the United States? No, they did not. So are they doing massive, tyrannical things in the United States like they're doing in Australia and apparently now
4: New Zealand or at least going to attempt to? Not yet. Well, so you got to wonder. They've, they've got more problems than just that because of the mindset uh, that was still being pushed along as I was in school, 60s, 70s, 80s. Um, these ideas were that we had founding documents, that we had freedoms, uh, all these things, regardless of whatever you want to say is the truth about those documents, that is not so easy to remove. And so what they're going to have to do probably here is do the generational thing, either that or let the, the, the herd call itself, provide a bunch of terrible choices. That you seems... Know. Yeah, that seems. Well, to me. Th- think 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 about the next paragraph, you know, and this could be uh, and all the control substances that are going to be legal next month. This technology will ensure there's ex- extra cocaine in every household. And that's not a pun. That's not a pun. Yeah, that's not a pun, because that references uh, Brave New World where and we see it already with with pot, with other things, um, the kind of lax. I know people who work. Um, for some pretty high up places akin to Homeland Security, um, who were asked to come work to, for them because of what they could do in the world, and they replied, "Well, sure. What's your pay? I'll come. I'll come work for you." But you got to understand, I party and I smoke a lot of weed. <laughs> um, and they said, "Cool. We we could give a, a damn. Just do what we want." Um, so these are the things. And so the calling of the herd is a real thing, but that's. That's the tipping point, Baldini. Well, and if what they, just... if they pull the trigger, then what you're seeing is universal rights out the window that will shorten their shelf life, by the yeah. way, if they do that. But uh, I suspect it's more like, oh, guess what? Vicodin's free now. Everyone come down to Rite Aid and get your 500 pack of Vicodin, that kind of thing.
3: Sure. Well, Coral, what do you think of the, of the idea? That, again, um, I'm... Pretty much on the same page with you. What do you What do you think with the, um, uh, again the idea as you say that um, to me much of what I see right is litmus test and uh, mm-hmm. the continued and um, uh, amplified polarization uh, of different sides. Right. So those who awaken do so because they throw it right out there in the open. It's not even difficult to find. But those who are asleep still are and more so. Uh, they're fighting. So once you get that fulcrum point pretty well defined, um, and now you polarize them people into two different sides. Then they can just back up and let them let them at it. Right. They don't have to do any more work. Well, at that point, in a way, that's the basis of our political system. But I would point out that fear
4: is the main contagion, and yep. fear is not conducive to waking up uh, on any level. True. But I would, I would further point out, and Jason and I are about to cover. Jason and I have this old, I don't know, hour and a half, where it's primarily. Jason asking me things um, about some of the natural laws that used to be called hermetic and other things too, but I think it's critical to get back to these ideas for the simple reason that they prove to you that for us to have good in this world, there's going to be evil. And as soon as you come to realizations, really come to that realization at an adult level where it hits you like a ton of bricks and now it's on board with you and there's no getting rid of it, you begin to realize that as night follows day and day follows night, We have no good in this world without what we call evil, and it will always be that way in this duality. Um, And once you start to come at it in that way, you can start to understand how the seven principles, provable foundational principles of this place, are being leveraged. Even look at what Wayne just said with the twin... Twindemic idea. Uh, Is anyone gonna have to be clueless when that happens? Well the sun's in the sign of Gemini for crying out loud And all these other things that will likely go with it. Uh, My point being is we've been trained to cry about a thing It's like saying you know what? I hate rocks, and I'm gonna be pissed off about rocks until people get rid of all the rocks in this damn place well the rocks will always be here, and when you grow up and quit being mad at rocks, you will further understand there is no living in this duality without bad things. And when you come to that realization, then you're better equipped to deal
3: with jackasses going way too far to the dark side. I see it a little different, but that's that's okay. I see more polarity than duality, but that that's a conversation for a, uh, a different time. Anyway, we can kind of. I, I would defend it with the principle of rhythm, but we'll move
4: on. Okay, uh, that's
1: cool. All right, with an unprecedented number of sensors attached to, implanted within, or ingested into human bodies to monitor, analyze, and even modify human bodies and behavior, immediate actions are needed to address the ethical and legal considerations that come with the IOB. The urgency of such actions is further brought to the forefront by the global make-believe beer bug pandemic with the with extensive IOB technologies and data being enlisted for the surveillance and tracking of coronavirus does, this, does
4: anyone taken a look to see who's patented IOB someone must hold a patent on IOB I
1: don't know maybe someone should ask Elon he seems to be uh having his fingers dipped heavily into into this <laughs> yeah, <laughs> jar actor of sauce. An an actor?
4: Elon. I,
2: yeah. yeah
3: an actor don't they make oh, up he just say became,
2: he just became the
4: third wealthiest person in the world so mm-hmm. Now now we got two actors that
3: are very rich. Bill Gates is among them. Yeah, he just put yep. they just put that tag on, on them. Uh, I mean, it it's sounds people good. who have all the wealth we've never heard of them. That's that's my take. We've never we don't know who actually um has has that. They just got some people up front uh, to take the heat that seems to be uh, that Again, if you really kind of go back and trace it, the people who really have the wealth and power, we don't know who they are. Well, I, I'm pretty yeah, sure that is... somebody
1: with the last, last name Rothschild has a lot more. I mean maybe not in sheer cash, <laughs> but if you think about how many different pies they've got in their ovens, I mean you're talking mm-hmm. in the trillions. <laughs> that well, makes Bill Gates look are like, like a pauper.
4: You could have all the fiat in the world and you're still not
1: rich. Well, that's just it. They have control in how many different things. I mean the, the banks alone – <laughs> that's insane
3: but. sure sure but uh, again i mean it's just uh, I, it seems to me that um from what i kind of watched uh is that th- those who really have the power and control um th- they would rather hide in the shadows right and put somebody else up front so do the Rothschilds have a lot of it <laughs> absolutely no denying it do the royals absolutely oh right? yeah do, uh, do, do these guys are sure, there people but, above um, them Yes. Yeah. I but, but I can't <laughs> yeah. prove that. Well, let's let's yeah. be clear on this. That
4: that brings up a bigger idea. There's the idea out there that the queen got handed her walking papers and that she can no longer inhabit uh, royal places or perceived royal places. No coats of arms, no castles. These types of things. If that's true, uh, that's a pretty big statement because we've always assumed that the royals had some clout. So if she did
3: in fact get handed her walking papers, that kind of narrows the field, doesn't it? It does seem like something weird is going on. I don't, yeah. don't necessarily buy any of the narratives that's been pitched, but it does seem like there is something strange going on. The last 18 I, months I, we've seen – I know, saw a
4: coat of arms fall off the gate. I saw that. Yeah, that was but, in, in the world news. They
3: were throwing her coat of arms on the dirt. Yeah, but I've seen uh, you know uh, hundreds uh, of uh, high-level CEOs uh, and corporate executives resign their positions, uh, all all in all sectors of uh, technology and business, uh, finance. uh, A bunch of bankers uh, supposedly suicided, (laughs) right? I mean, there's a there's a lot of stuff going on that they never tie together in the news, and they drop these little hints here and there. And uh, again, Wayne and I were talking about the two hundred
1: executives was the big hint for me. Remember that? Yeah, it's, early th- it's more
3: than that now. It's it's a lot. Well, some, some, early this year is when it all started,
1: before the beer bug nonsense hit. That's when they all started dropping off. And the and I keep saying this. Right. The one that really set me off to being suspicious was uh, Bob Iger from Disney. It's like, you don't walk away from a position like that just for the hell of it.
3: Yeah, Unexpectedly. I mean, they they knew.
1: They freaking there's knew. There's
3: been now, to my count, more than 1,100 worldwide uh, major uh, CEOs that are making more than a million dollars a year. Uh, that have uh, CEOs and uh, corporate executives, so like CFOs and that sort of stuff, uh, directors of technology, that sort of stuff, uh, but more than 1,100 that were making more than a million dollars a year and had been there for more than five years. That was my criteria as I looked, and more than 1,100 now have met um, have met that, and most of them with almost no fanfare whatsoever. It was not because of um, you know a Me Too thing or anything. They just suddenly dropped, and that's in the last 18 months, so to, to my view, there is something definitely um, happening. And again, uh, a lot of it in the Financial world. Yeah. And yeah.
4: But what? What? Baldini. So, what's the implication that they said? Yes, I'm down with the game. We're all going to play. I'll step down to do my part. Or they picked up the phone and someone said, "Get the hell out now, just do it." Which one
3: uh, you of know, those do you think? I don't. I don't hmm. know for sure, Crow. I mean, here, here's my my guess is that there's something happening and they're running for cover, um, and whatever that means. Uh, it, but it feels like rats from a sinking ship. Uh, but they're they're going to flip the switch somehow. Is my take on it. And whatever whatever that implies again, I don't know for sure. Um, I just know that what I see, right? I watch patterns so, and I and I watch this develop. So there's something happening. Whatever. I mean, you could look at it a variety of different ways, but. I I certainly know those things are happening. Some some of the nonsensical things
4: seem to be scrubbed, being scrubbed away, like fiat is a good example. Fiat currency got reset in, what, 1913, sometime around 29, there was some kind of an adjustment. A big reset in 1971 when all the gold was pulled from behind. We're doing that again maybe this month. I know people who predicted The fall of fiat accurately. They said it would die within the next three years, about two and a half years ago. Um, They said there was no way around it. Here we are. Um, And these are people that only trade in precious metals. They only buy and sell in precious metals. They won't have anything to do with fiat. Um, and they're claiming that there's going to be an announcement probably in September talking about the new reset Which is every bit as big as the 1913 or the 71 But so yeah. that's, that's I just some sort of digital currency is what they want that's, to roll out. That's part of it, but they can't do it overnight But the real question becomes do we ever go to anything backed in value? And the other thing I would point out is all those Royals who we always assumed had power They're not royal. None of no. them are royal and none of them have been royal for hundreds of years
3: I would agree Um, with that.
4: So that's being scrubbed out. Um, I see a few things here and there uh, that make me wonder. you got to wonder, does that four-star general who has real observable power in the world where he can pick up a phone and say, send a missile here if he wanted to, um, is he down with the world that's being shaped for his grandkids? And I would have to say I don't think so. Um, And I have met a lot of people in positions where I never would have met them Uh, Doing the show that I do because they're doing this job, but they don't like it and they end up trying to contact me Uh, and there are all kinds of signs of people in places that matter um, queuing up to try to end some of the nonsense. So I would just leave it that all, all is not lost here. But yeah, man, it's sucking pretty bad right about now.
3: Yeah, again, I don't, I, I, I can't prognosticate for certain. I just, again, I just watch the patterns develop, right? And I just go, it, it's not, um, it's not by accident. So what does it, what does it mean? I don't have enough data. I don't say. I mean, there's a, there's certainly a data anemia going on. But um, as I was going to say, I'm um, talking to Wayne, that I'm starting to catch a variety of news stories, uh, which look and smell really funny, and they seem to be specifically passing messages back and forth with this uh, specific kind of a news story we'll talk about this at another time but um, I think uh, I think we both agreed that I've, I've caught something here and um, we'll talk more about that again at a later time but uh, looking for patterns in what we see in these news stories it appears to be that is their primary method or at least one of the methods of communication they're uh, passing information back and forth uh, and <laughs> we're trying to crack the code a little bit but it's it's interesting but it does seem like there's movement and uh, movement at a pace that seems from my view to be unprecedented
4: I, guess I think it is. I, a lot of this is dependent on opting in and people are just too far asleep to even understand that's an option. Right.
2: And that that's the whole thing. I mean, they, they've they really rolled out probably a good uh, decade worth of social engineering in just the past six months when you really look at yeah. it. So they are they're They're packing all this in and just seeing how fast they could roll it out and, you know, how much it's going to upset the apple cart or, or how little it'll upset the apple cart. And that's why they've gone ahead and, and done things like mandatory masking and things of this nature to see who's going to capitulate and who's not. It's a test. So they're they're testing the waters, and they saw, by and large, the vast majority of the public will go along, even if they realize there's something wrong with this. They're still going along with it. And then it's the same thing here. Uh, just here in Pennsylvania today, um, the uh, the Congress here, went back into session to try to overturn the governor's veto and they they fell short just a few votes to do it of the two-third majority so the governor's stance holds up his, his veto of uh, this bill that they had come out with to end this whole lockdown situation here and so it stands and he just renewed his state of emergency another 90 days so we're looking at december now still with m- crying, you know with more of this nonsense here so yeah so you could see and, and people were really hoping that uh, the uh the uh, government structure here in Pennsylvania would overturn this, but uh, you know, if you're depending upon corrupt government to fix corrupt government, then that's a foolish kind of uh, an expectation, yeah. really. Yeah. So um, they just it's gonna the, take uh, massive. It's going to take massive civil disobedience to end this, but people aren't doing it, and that's why they're pushing so hard and you know putting this stuff in place as quickly as they can now.
4: Or, or are they, and we just don't hear about it because that's not what CNN and, and Fox are going to cover.
2: Uh, <laughs> that's true enough. I, I, yeah. My,
4: yeah. my brother in San Diego just sent me a bunch of stuff that I didn't even know was going on about the protests all over San Diego. Yeah, they're not going
3: to – they don't want to cover that. Or if they do, they'd say it's a small group of people right, um, that are crazy. <laughs> Uh well, back to the you know the, the uh, question about who has the patent for the internet of bodies. Uh Eric Deline dropped a, a link and uh, looked at the I looked at quickly at the ownership of those patents. So it was Lattice Semiconductor, and surprise, surprise, um their primary thing is AI controlled hardware security measures. So uh take that for, hmm. for, for what for what so, you will. So who
4: is the holder, Balvini?
3: Lattice, L A T T I C E Lattice uh Semiconductor. And so that must be a Silicon Valley company, so
4: we would have to know who's, who's holding the paper on that, huh?
3: Yeah, the, um, their website says end-to-end su- supply chain protection within any but- end- Wow, that's bold. Yeah. yeah, that is bold right and, there. Um, so they're what they are um, going with is basically this idea of FPGA single wire aggregation, um, and this uh, again it's AI controlled uh, hardware security, and they imply robotics um, very heavily just with the uh, graphics on their home page. So, uh, LatticeSemi.com, is uh, if you want to just take they, a quick look at public? that. They public? Are they public? Uh, it doesn't say. I have to look real quick here and see what they do. Um, It'd be interesting to helped. know
4: what their stocks doing if they're.
2: Uh... Maybe interesting to do a little background research into that company because I bet you there's some mention of something called wetware in there. You know what wetware is, folks? You I, I, I yeah. am
3: apparently, <laughs> according to them. LSCC is their trading. Um, so it's their uh-huh. stock The thirty-three.
4: LS. They're trading under
3: thirty-three. Nice. It never ends, man. And City, oh, sitting at 30.51, they jumped up um, today.
4: (laughs) There you go. There's the keys to the kingdom. So, are we looking at a Masonic owned at some level? But uh, I would suggest that what the stock does in September is going to be a big tell for that company. I haven't read this whole document, but is there a conclusion of when they're actually trying to fake like this is going to be real? Well, well no, they're, they're claiming it is now, but I mean at some level
3: that's visible. I will say that they their stock has gone from about $6 – uh, in April, uh, right at the end of March, and all of a sudden, they're trading uh, right around 30 bucks right now.
5: Right, there you uh, go. So uh,
3: <laughs> between April and now, so it right immediately um, at April, uh, they uh, just before April, right at the end of March, they started going up on a steadily increasing trend with no real drops, only within the day here and there. But now they're up over 30 dollars, so they nearly, they more than tripled uh, in that time. <clears throat>
4: boy, a little insider information about when the beer bug was going to hit
3: would have made you rich on that stock. You would Mm. think, um, and they wouldn't be the only ones. We see a variety of tells about prior knowledge uh, from, uh, well, there was more than, uh, again, more than 300 uh, stockholders in the U.S. uh, that hadn't traded anything more than $300,000 in the uh, four years prior uh, that suddenly traded more than a million dollars in the three months leading up to the beer bug, so right at the end of 2019. Uh, And most of those having to do with pharmaceuticals so <laughs> for what it's worth again uh i, I just watch things right and it's, a lot of these things are tells
4: all right let's move on with this yep. the white well, paper. Well, well one more thing what which exchange are they on baldini uh
3: that is um well you can find them on the dow the s&p 500 uh so it beats new york stock exchange
4: okay
1: this white paper comprises two parts part one provides a landscape review of iob technologies as well as their benefits and risks an examination of the ecosystem shows that iob technologies are deployed not only in medical scenarios but also across different sectors from fitness and health management to employment settings and entertainment. The accelerating convergence of consumer devices and health medical devices also shows that the line between medical and non-medical IOB devices is blurring. So they're admitting it right there. Mm -hmm. This suggests that new strategies of governance are needed for IOB devices, which are traditionally subject to different regulatory agencies and rules. And they're also usually just just put out by individual companies like Apple or Microsoft. It is worth noting that this white paper will not delve into gaming and virtual reality devices nor the data from them. While related, these devices raise distinct issues from the more traditional health and fitness devices. Part 2 examines the governance of IOB data, focusing in particular on the regulatory landscape in the United States with a comparative perspective of regulation in the European Union. This part examines current regulatory approaches to the to IOB data as well as the challenges raised by the rapidly shifting ecosystem, especially the wide adoption of big data algorithms. How many times have Crow and I talked to you about big data? Whereas IOB technologies also entail other issues such as the physical effects of devices on users and liability for physical harms, this paper focuses only on the governance of data generated from IOB, particularly from health and wellness IOB devices. Two main findings for policymakers and stakeholders are highlighted. First, broad adoption of the IOB and frequent flows of IOB data across scenarios and sectors requires robust, there it is again, and consistent governance frameworks in both the medical and non-medical sectors. This is particularly the case for IOB data governance as while clinically derived data in general strictly, is in general strictly regulated, the regulation of consumer generated data and other non-clinical data is often, given the sensitivity of the data, uneven in terms of coverage and strength across sectors and jurisdictions. This is the case in, for example, the United States. Second, IOB data governance approaches and data protection laws need urgent updates to address the risk of privacy, unfairness, and discrimination brought about by common practices of big data and analytics. The risk presented by big data analytics exists with both medical data and non-medical data, as even... De-identified medical data can be re identified or misused in a way that causes harm and discrimination to individuals and groups. We therefore urge stakeholders from across sectors, industries, and geographies to work together to mitigate the risks in order to fully unleash the potential of the IOB
4: unleash is about right but it's such a tell when you start distinguishing what you're about in two areas medical and non-medical there's your first tell but in the opening of this they decided to trump probably what's biggest in the world which right now is gaming VR all these things are gonna take in far more money than anything else trumped Hollywood years and years and years ago in, in capital that they were taking in but the truth of it is is that the human body gets sick because it's missing something Um, instead of surgery you needed magnesium instead of having aluminum in your brain you needed no aluminum in your brain this is the truth about health so when you start taking electronic devices as if they're about wellness what you're seeing is the wholesale control of people Um, and I've wondered how long we're gonna be before there are no hospitals you're basically wearing your eye watch and your doctor's face comes on the screen and says take this drug or that drug that's you know unless you need surgery you don't go into the hospital kind of idea I think that's where we're headed but it's, uh, it's wholly a control mechanism through the idea of medical ideas, which is a complete farce because computers have no place in the health of a human being. Maybe monitoring and other things like that, but food is what cures people.
2: Okay, here's another important idea that uh, actually was in a sentence in that. It says, This risk presented by big data analytics exists with both medical data and non-medical data as even – and listen to this part carefully – as even de-identified medical data can be re-identified or misused in a way that causes harm. Okay, this is the important point with that, that de-identified medical data – this is what uh, different organizations across the world, like the, the uh, Global Alliance for Genomics and Health and various other ones, various databases that collect your medical data and say it's, it's anonymous, like we, we don't know who you are, we just have this data so we use it for research and this and that. They, they uh, will assign what they call a GUID or a Global Unique Identifier Number to this medical data that they have on you and it doesn't identify you by name or anything that's what this is talking about though see it says even de-identified medical data can be re-identified and i think we discussed this in a previous show we've done together if you think for one second that the artificial intelligence doesn't know who you are <laughs> uh, you you've got another thing coming and then exactly. 99 like, Right. Yes, it is 99. exactly what that's admitting right there. So your medical data, even though they say it's anonymous and you know, it nobody knows who you are, guess what? The AI no control system. Knows who you are. Absolutely. So, and you want to
3: kick in the pants, <laughs> Wayne, at, <laughs> at the uh, the local uh, Fred Meyer supermarket here. Uh, they have a little uh, temperature taking station, and uh, to activate it, I mean, it just basically shoots a laser at your head. You walk up to it, uh, but to activate it, you either use your store club member card or your ID uh, to activate it. And people are standing in line for it. I could not believe it. People were. <laughs> why? Standing why
1: would you need to do that in the first place? I mean, well,
3: come on. Because of the oh beer God. bug. People are, <laughs> some some are legitimately scared, and it seems like others just think it's a novelty. Oh, you can stand here and get a quick temperature check. Cool. So uh, they're actually doing it. Exactly. I just, I blinked hard. I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, and
1: the great Zoltar will tell you your future for a quarter, too. I mean, come on. Yep.
2: Yeah, that's that's the thing. Even this whole body temperature thing is a farce, too. But uh, there, there's a deeper meaning to that. And if you look at... At the tech companies that are putting out these devices and stuff, they're making a fortune right now. Yeah. Um, even even think, simple things like plexiglass. Go look who the uh, the world's biggest producer of plexiglass is, folks. You you might be shocked. <laughs> that, that's a homework assignment for is out there. Look at who's the the world's biggest producer of plexiglass. Oh come plexiglass on, just tell me. Just
3: tell and, me. I'm lazy. And, and look
2: me. who actually owns that company.
3: Come on, come on, Wayne. Oh tell no, me, I'm, I'm lazy.
2: You're not. You're not weaseling out of this. You got to do <laughs> homework. <laughs> Oh, I looked at this early on during the beer bug thing uh, just because I was curious. Who's making all the money on this? So if you if you go ahead and, and look up the, the major producers of plexiglass and then look at the uh, the company that actually owns, like, the parent company
3: of that company, you'll
5: see. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> yeah.
3: Okay. Lucite. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And then you know who owns them. Yeah. So, Okay
2: site. But no, even even though if you look where the money's going, you know. But but yeah, that's the name loose I, I wonder
3: if that's coincidental or not. Hmm. I've heard I of know. that. <laughs> oh dear.
2: <clears throat> yeah, but anyway, that's neither here nor there. But uh yeah, you're looking at uh you know this this stuff's coming along, and they're they're really trying to normalize this whole idea, and and that's what it's all about. They want all your medical data. They want to tie it to a blockchain utility so it never gets lost, or you know,
1: blockchain. That like sounds that. familiar. So, so oh yeah, yeah.
3: It's mentioned in this document a couple of times and then we haven't gotten there yet. But I want to get um you guys take uh, especially Wayne on uh we talk a lot about uh chips and implants and of course we're going to touch on uh you know felon Musky vitz uh later and his uh his neuralink thing. But there are also um, this has been going around a little bit which is ingestibles. Uh digital pills that sort of thing. What's uh what's your take on that Wayne?
2: Well, it's funny you should mention that cuz I, I actually I have a friend who's a good friend um uh, actually you have a friend who's a good I friend? I do. I do. He's a good friend I want, friend one. Of mine. I want uh, one of those. He recently moved away on me within the past couple of years, though, so I don't really see him much anymore. But he's, he's a doctor, and he's a really good doctor, honestly. And he was telling me years ago about uh, they have these pills that people could take that actually are able to transmit the data of when they were taken. And, and so they could remind these people when to take their medicine and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And this was years ago that this stuff, they actually had it. So, I mean, there's, there's a lot more ingestibles and stuff like that than we know of going on. Um, you know, it's in ingestible. There's all kinds of crap in our food guys. No yeah. doubt about it. Um, not only that, there's also something called smart dust uh, that, could be sprayed on an area or sprayed on crops or something, and you wouldn't even know it was there. And you could potentially eat it or ingest it that way or breathe it in. That's kind of ingesting it, too. You're taking in all these particulates all the time uh, from the things they're spraying in the sky and various other modalities. But, uh,
3: yeah, I mean, these are all new ubiquitous Right. Especially nanoparticulate al- particulate, aluminium, uh, and of course uh, with the radiation provided by the new 5G networks. Of course, that's uh, especially as you get get up in the millimeter waves. That's <laughs> microwave radiation. Have you ever seen what aluminum foil does in a microwave? <laughs> Yep, sir. that's, that's why we stuff. make
2: our hats out of it, man.
3: It, well, yeah. So you got the uh, and the fact that nano aluminum can cross the blood-brain barrier, which is largely now what is being proven to cause Alzheimer's. Uh, so imagine uh, again that happening inside your head.
4: That's yeah, awesome. And a metal associated with Uranus, which apparently is sometime in the future, as it pertains to us. Yeah,
2: Yeah, there's a whole lot to the whole uh, aluminum thing, but uh, just beyond even the the nanoparticulates of aluminum, they have these uh, nanosensors, these ubiquitous sensors that they have. And they even have uh, one called neural dust, and that's a real thing, too, for people to go look up. It's a type of smart dust that's specifically designed for you to breathe it in, and it works its way into your nervous system, and, you know, it could track different information. You know what?
4: I just made a correlation that's probably boneheaded, but isn't it ironic that the chemtrailing ceased when the masks went on? It is. Um,
3: I noticed the same thing, Crow. Really? Should I still either? see some.
1: Not, not not, as heavy, but I still not, do not, see it's some. It's not
3: completely stopped here, but it is uh, less than 10% of what it was. Yeah, nowhere, nowhere near. Did anyone see David Weiss's?
4: shot of the sun disappearing not going over the horizon i did i saw that so there it is um i don't think you could have done that two years ago with the level of chemtrailing. that's another thing anyone who wants to just to get off for a second anyone who wants to do sun work you can see the horizons now because the chemtrailing is so diminished that's perfect for filming but don't want to take so, you out
3: so, so again is it is the timing of that um coincidental uh, again, once they, uh, as we mentioned earlier, once they get the polarization uh, in, in place that you've got one side against the other, again, they can drop the, any pretense uh, of fakery, right, because people have already made up their, their minds. And I, it does seem this way in some regard to some of the things that they try to pull, like even in the political uh, show, uh, is that they, they kind of seem to have dropped much of the pretense uh, of legitimacy, and they just kind of throw it out there. And those who believe, they already believe that you can say at this point, you can say anything you want. Uh, you know, there's a car in space, <laughs> and people buy it.
2: Well, grain silos are some of the best uh, space vehicles that you can manufacture. Absolutely. Apparently,
4: apparently, Those are awesome. Yeah, exactly. Well, that was weird. Uh, my Skype settings just changed themselves automatically. Turned That's off. That's because my Skype mic loves and, you, Crow. You know this. Yeah. Put everything out of my headphones into the speakers. Interesting. That sounds like fun. Oh yeah. Well,
2: Jason was busy uh, launching antelopes earlier, so I was, yeah, I was trying was. to.
1: I, I couldn't get them to fly.
3: And what's interesting is, um, as we were in the last segment, um, everything for me um, cascade failure. So I started to see. Um, I started to see some uh, buffering on the YouTube stream, and then uh, just as it was starting to repair, everything on Skype shut down, and then it all came back. <laughs> it's weird. We're we're getting all kinds of goodies tonight. Yeah,
2: all that and cascade failure too. I hate it when my dishwasher detergent doesn't work right. Oh, for the exactly. love of <laughs> Yeah.
1: All right. Let's move on to part one. The Internet of Bodies is here. Well, great. Recent advancements in the Internet of Things are transforming the human body into a new technology platform that we didn't ask for, by the way. The human body as a technology platform. Recent technological advancements have ushered in a new era of the Internet of Bodies, with an unprecedented number of connected devices. And se- this sounds like the same freaking thing.
4: Well, isn't it ironic now that you're thinking about the same bodies? Isn't that typically when you say bodies, it's got a death overtone on it? All right, and that's so not by the,
2: accident, they no, are, not by accident. They, I don't
4: know why, but
1: they rewrote the same damn thing in in chapter one here. So let's jump down to data-enabled social benefits. The variety and vast amount of data collected through IOB technologies is propelling transformations in health research and industry, especially with the development of the direct-to-consumer digital health market. IOB technologies have also been adopted to enhance work safety in high-risk scenarios, getting you used to crap like temperature checks, right? Four of the more notable social benefits are detailed below. Enabling remote patient tracking and reducing cross-infection. Improving patient engagement and promoting a healthy lifestyle. Advancing preventive care and precision medicine. And enhancing workplace safety.
3: Again, doesn't it sound like they're just stretching, they're reaching, they're grasping for straws here. Anyway, uh, nonsense they can come up with to try to, try to sell this as a positive.
1: Well, I mean, it's well there's, it's there's, plainly there's, obvious. Let's, let's just be <laughs> blunt here. They are pushing the idea that there's actually a real fucking problem going on right now. And there isn't. It's
4: yes. nonsense. Number one, enable remote patient tracking. There should be a period there, and then it should say, 1.5 reducing cross infection when was this document drafted i would ask which July but,
2: 2020
4: that's yeah. when it was released yeah exactly yeah. infection my poppy yeah pop. <laughs> yeah
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, you can see they're laying the cards on the table here this is what they want this is the quote-unquote contact tracing well they've got everyone
1: uh, convinced there's a problem so good. like oh by the way we have a solution for all these problems it's like yeah you manufacture bullshit and now you're pushing your agenda that's all this is Gee, that sounds
2: familiar, like a Galean dialectic or something. i never heard of that
3: with that. Yeah, it repeats (laughs) over and over. And as we said from the top, again, this entire document seems to be a pitiful attempt, grasping for straws, to try to come up with some positive to to sell what is on the face of it, Um, (laughs) you know, clearly uh, invasive, um, (laughs) you know, um, surveillance state. It's like, hey, we're going to stick this thing in you to track you all the time. Uh, And uh, what's it do? Let me see. Um, It could be good. It's going to help your health. (laughs) We have to pass
4: the bill
1: to find out what's in it, right?
4: Yeah, but think about the cultural constructs that are already reflecting where we're about to go. An example I would cite is like the heist movie. Remember in the 60s and 70s, there was the big heist. They were going to steal the diamond or something. Those were big, big uh, – think of Ocean's Eleven, the original. Now think of how people think about a heist movie. It's a joke. As a matter of fact, Rick and Morty just made total fun of mm-hmm. the idea of a heist movie yeah. because where we exist now, it's not possible to heist anything in that way. Um, you can hack it, but you ain't, cyber it. Yeah. Yeah, you ain't walking out of nowhere. No, you can't nothing. do
1: diddly squat anymore. Every, everything no. is, is uh, tracked and traced.
4: So, in fact,
3: even even if you were to achieve, you know, the, the age-old dream of invisibility, right, they'd still get you with thermal stuff, uh, with all kinds of biometric data, even if you were, you know, invisible, even if you had the amazing clip of invisibility, <laughs> you still couldn't do
1: it. You'd have a heat signature, so I mean that's
3: right, exactly. You
1: know, you'd yep. also have an electromagnetic signature. Like the magic powers you?
3: literally to, to get away with anything now. You would have to dematerialize. Yeah. I guess, I guess
4: they weren't telling us the truth in Harry Potter and the chamber pot. yeah right (laughs) so let's go get jumped down to risks associated with the internet
1: of bodies along with the social benefits and innovations enabled by data from the iob come new risks associated with the misuse of data that contains intimate details of personal health and behaviors admittedly IOB technologies share many concerns with the Internet of Things, such as consumer trust, safety, security, and interoperability. Several aspects of concern, particular concern, are detailed below. By the way, doesn't this remind anybody how they have been building all these super centers uh, to be able to manage tons of data? And everyone's like, I wonder what they'll be using those for. Ah, well, I think I found something.
2: Yeah, you think? That's exactly what this is all about. It's it's going to be ubiquitous tracking of everything, like, like everything. Uh, just to jump back, though, uh, to uh, the last section there, just an important thing here. Number four on that list of uh, the uh, data-enabled social benefits was workplace, enhancing workplace safety. You know what this means? You need to get the vaccine if you want to come back to work. That's what that means. So just to kind of break that down for people, because that's an important point. But uh, back on topic here, though, uh, what they're talking about now is, you know, with with all of these particular concerns they have uh, with this is, you know, safety, security, interoperability, this whole interoperability kind of thing. This is why they need the Internet of Things structure like in place so that, Everything interacts with one another. That way they can track you no matter where you go or what you do because your fridge will tell on you. Okay? Your fridge is going to narc on you if you took an extra brownie or something <laughs> because it's going to be tied into your, your medical data. So your doctor will be calling you up on your smartwatch. Hey, you need to take your blood pressure pills and you need to uh, you know, lay off of the sugar because you're gaining weight.
1: I see that. I see you took an extra brownie. Yeah, that you're fatty. It's,
2: it's Yeah, it's – it you know. Yeah, the that, kind of and how are they
1: going to transfer all this data around, I wonder? Oh, 5 G. Uh-huh.
2: And probably six G, I think, will be the the better bet for that. Because uh, I think it's gonna overload the five G system if it comes online too soon with all of the you know data. It's just not gonna be quite you know, fast enough. Did to you transfer say six, six, six G? <laughs>
1: yes. <laughs> Might oh.
2: as well be what it is, but right.
1: All right, right. so let's get down to these other points. Interoperability and data accuracy. Issues of standardization of data and interoperability of technologies present important obstacles in combining and benefiting from different types of data from varied sources to improve medical care and advanced research. With millions of devices in the healthcare ecosystem deployed to monitor the human body from the hospital bed to anywhere the IOB devices go with the body to which they are attached, the dominance of prior- proprietary enclosed closed communication methods results in vendor lock-in and a lack of interoperability between these devices at the platform technical level. Okay, so what are they saying here? They want open platforms with world governance rules to make sure it all works seamlessly between all of the devices and the control structure. Am I wrong?
2: No, you're not wrong. And not only that, they want something implanted in your body that interacts with all this. So enter Elon Musk with his Neuralink project. There you go. And uh, that's exactly what we're looking at. And then they're promising later. And you'll notice in the early section of this game, or this, this document, it talks about VR gaming and things like that associated with this. And that's something that Elon Musk was talking about in his presentation on Friday. They kind of brought it up, you know, as kind of a a joke in a joking way. But uh, But it's it's, it's something they really... Yeah, but it's, it's a huge role really that point. they're
3: saying that they're not even going to include it in this document, right? So they're specifically going after the surveillance aspect of it rather than the, you know, what you would think would be, uh, you know, a, a good sell, right, is uh, VR and gaming and uh, vacation, sort of like the <laughs> Total Recall, like the premise of the yep. original movie, uh, that, you know, it'd be a way to, to sort of a uh, vacation in your mind, uh, if you will. And they're ignoring all of that and going straight for the surveillance stuff and, again, trying to come up with a good sell. And then they spend... Uh, of, of great uh, all of section two has to do with uh, getting around the laws, right? And, and again, I, my, my position generally is that um, they're faithless when it comes to that anyway. They just uh, – <laughs> again, it's it's all just a, a premise, right? They just need a, a pretext for it. We can right. remember for you wholesale.
2: Yeah, and it, and it all has to do with the whole idea first. They, they want to make sure that uh, they roll it out as a medical innovation at first so that it becomes you know a viable thing for the public to accept
3: yeah because, that's what they've done know, with you- all the all the yeah. implants is, is, oh, it's good for people who have been paralyzed. Yeah, we're going yep. to uh, oh, yeah, use it for that. Oh, yeah, we're going to use it for to help people. Uh, they always they always produce that as, a, a, again, the, the original selling point. As they do uh, similarly, again, with um, e-currency. Uh, they, they tout its benefits without, you know, again, they try to minimize and ignore the very obvious <laughs> about who controls it, right? So if they, if they dislike what you say, if you post something they don't like, they just shut off your access to money. Sorry about that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, but see, that's the thing. First, they want to roll it out first as a medical innovation, and then eventually develop the technology so that it becomes something more, uh, you know, a, a personal choice, like like say a Fitbit or something like that. Same kind of idea. First,
3: you know, you have and how long you roll out they-
2: this device, and then you know, you could play music in your head. <laughs> you sure. Well, and how, and
3: how long before they use it again as a, like a training tool, right? So if you get that extra brownie, they just give you a little shock. Nope. <laughs> right. There just like go. the dog barking training. Uh, they're going to give you a little electroshock. Nope. Don't have that thought. Right. Uh, that's a bad thought. Nope. Don't eat that brownie. Uh, it, I mean, it doesn't seem yep. like it would be very difficult, uh, to make that step at all. No, I
2: mean, that's the thing. I mean, technically that, that is an avenue they could go with it. I mean, it's not unfeasible for that to be a thing, and that's the part of the danger of it. Not only that, there's also the danger of somebody hacking it. <laughs> you know what I'm sure. saying? Sure. With all, with, yeah, with they, with they're all they're pretty good at. Yeah, they're pretty good at uh, hacking people's brains as it is. Could you imagine when they actually have some a device implanted in there? Then yeah. they have total and absolute control of your perception.
3: And again. They-
4: They have to get rid of religion just to get to where you guys are talking, which is actively going on now, Vatican leading the way. And the reason I bring it up is I saw a clip from uh, what's the old Mel Gibson movie, um, Braveheart. Um, And so Jason and I were trying to cover some important things in an episode that went down the toilet pretty quick. But in it, there was this idea that the highest crown that exists to this day is in Scotland. Anyone who's done research on Scotland uh, will understand yeah. what we're talking about. The idea being that the Pope actually holds three lower crowns, trying to fake co-op the highest ones. Um, to get back to the point, in the Braveheart movie, he's kicking the hell out of the English. He's sacked York, and they're getting scared, so they send an envoy saying, hey, man, we'll give you titles, we'll give you this, we'll make you this, we'll change your whole life. And he looks them in the eye and he says, "God makes a man what he will be." Um, that simple idea that the Creator or the creation has already made you all you will ever be would prevent the jump that we're about to take. I mean what would you say, wayne uh, will will someone with spiritual concerns up front opt into any of this?
2: I would say probably not. Um, and I, I would be one of those folks with spiritual concerns about it and I, I would not plan on jumping into anything like this, or even trying to be coerced or forced into it. So it's it's one of those things where, yeah, uh, there's it's a spiritual battle going on at the core of it, and that you're right, you're absolutely the, fa- the
4: foundation. I would say the foundation of it, Wayne. But go ahead.
2: Yep. Yeah, I, I would say that too. It's at the foundation of it all. But yep. uh, I would say you're absolutely correct. They they do have to try to eliminate the idea of religion, or at least unify all the religious ideas into one in order to bring this about. And And this would be, this is kind of what, where they're going with the whole transhumanist thing. They're trying to sell this into different religious philosophies because there's all different kinds of uh, religious uh, groups and stuff that associate it with, with it. There's like a, a Mormon transhumanism, Uh, Movement. There's a Christian transhumanism movement. All these different major
4: religions. Wayne, I would suggest they've already succeeded. Proof of concept has already been achieved because they faked the beer bug and then they closed every church. And people's spiritual values were so low that fear trumped what they should have never let happen. Their houses of worship be closed. That should have. And and by the way, I I agree with
2: you wholeheartedly. If there there
4: is anything to a house of worship, then how is it that you can be so concerned uh, uh, about getting sick and dying or anything else? Um, So I would suggest to you, proof of concept has already been achieved uh, the moment they closed houses of worship based on this nonsense.
2: And I would say that's another testing methodology that they're using too. Absolutely, absolutely. We've we've hit the point as a society of capitulation to the idea of subverting religion as something being secondary to governance.
4: We're going to have to get Jason just to permanently uh, fake like he's the the emperor. (laughs) (laughs) because that's really where we've gone here but the the kind of ingenious method like that just thinking about the houses of worship which I did and by the way in the state where I am probably I'm not certain but I would state one of the most Catholic states left we have the most beautiful churches here built out of Rhode Island granite made by stonemasons real stonemasons operative stonemasons men who carve stone the real deal not the fake deal um, and they have been selling them off wholesale for about I don't know a decade and in the last five years It speeded up as a matter of fact right after they burned Notre Dame down There was a, a little stone church here called Notre Dame, which they set up oh, guess what we're closing it They did it at the same time lady of the north going away um, But the Vatican is leading the way um, Actually, they started near my birth at Vatican II is when they drew the line in the sand where all the things that typically underpinned the foundation of spirituality in our world are going to be made mockery. The idea of being gay, being abortive, being all these things which are now mainstream uh, Catholic ideas, all of it is being used to dismantle the religion in a way that is not recognized. And then the reach of that will go into Protestant. will go in everywhere, but I would suggest that they've already succeeded. The proof of concept was watching houses of worship close and not a peep made about it did you see the right. little uh, false flag nonsense fight. they
1: set up for that too uh the early on in this beer bug nonsense there was a, a, a preacher pastor or whatever uh who opened up and had his service anyway and then he got the beer bug and died and of course that got all over the papers i mean you want to talk yeah, about yep. poppycock holy cow! Well, the, the,
4: here's here's the latest version uh you know the race card or the abortion card or the religion card are always going to make people lose their minds so they can't think anymore um uh, our mutual friend you know who i'm talking about uh said in his area the black community was so taken with the marvel movie that wakanda forever and the tattoos became a real thing to the point where he was stating um, the people didn't even realize anymore that Wakanda's not a real place. Well, look at the <laughs> king of Wakanda now. Right. That healthy, and vibrant ice. man, yeah. Yeah. he just died of butt cancer right in time for the VMAs. Um, this is the same game in spades, and this shows the reach, scope, and control of what we're talking about. Yeah, like right, yeah, Frozen, right the and the cover that tomorrow. I couldn't believe
2: when he said yeah. that, on that. On the though. anniversary of MLK and uh, you, there know, you go.
4: Jackie Robinson
2: Day, you know, all of that stuff. It, it's amazing how it all ties together.
3: Yeah, Rose and, and I are going to cover that uh, tomorrow as well.
4: what well, also – subconsciously represents a movie that was very important to the black community they felt like they hadn't had their superheroes which for the most part they had not so this is another way to undercut the race card that's getting played now to envelop those bad feelings to subconsciously create more conflict um, based on nonsense because Wakanda never existed and Hollywood never offered us anything that mattered. Right. There you go.
1: I mean, I was literally blown away when he was telling me one night about that. I I don't remember if you were on the phone or not, but I remember talking to him and he was telling me like how people are really buying into this. I was like, but it's not a real place. He's like, I know (laughs) that's the problem. People are buying into this. They're They're accepting it as real culture
4: they were getting the insides of their lips tattooed. And instead of walking up to someone and saying, Hey dude, it was literally becoming Wakanda forever. It reached a fever pitch, which so shows the subconscious execution. And by the way, Jason, our Saturday show, people will may not put one and one together. But when we go into onomology and toponymy, uh, this is the kind of black magic which warps the subconscious. Unfortunately, the subconscious is a part of our mind most of us have no clue exists or can access, the vast majority of us. Um, and that's where the spells are hitting, and Wakanda is the perfect example.
1: All right, so we're running out of time. Let's see if we can get through the last couple points before we get into the governance side of this. Cybersecurity and privacy... Risks of discrimination and fairness in data analytics, and that's it. That's all the points for that, but I want to at least touch on some of this. Part two, governance of Internet of Bodies data. Current regulations address some but not all of the many risks introduced by IOB data. While the manufacturing and security of IOB devices may be subject to different government agencies and related rules, such as the Federal Communication Commission regulations and guidelines for manufacturing IoT devices in the United States, the focus here is on the collection, transfer, and use of IOB data, particularly the risks of discrimination that come along with data analytics. As discussed, the adoption of IOB technologies is not limited to the medical applications space but spans different sectors. This is further complicated by the practice of data analytics, which constantly generates new data by combining and analyzing different sources of data regardless of its origin." All right, so data regulatory landscape in the United States and the European Union. This section examines the regulatory landscape regarding IOB data in the United States with a comparison to the EU. Relevant IOB data regulations in the U.S. are sectoral, with separate laws for different types of information, users, and situations. This is complicated for data controllers and users to navigate, and the coverage and strength of data protection may diverge significantly across sectors and by state and local regulations. While medical medical data is often considered sensitive and thus strictly regulated, non-medical data from consumer devices is not always subject to the equivalent strength of protection, even where physiological data such as from fitness devices is concerned. In Europe, by comparison, the General Data Protection Regulation is a non-sectoral and technology. Technology neutral data regulation that provides guidelines for the procedures for collecting and processing personal data. In both the US and the EU, there remains a gap between anti discrimination laws and the new risk of discrimination arising from data driven inferences, profiling, and grouping. Extant regulations in the United States the U.S. does not have a comprehensive data protection law regulating all aspects of information, privacy, or security. Data generated from IOB technology could be subject to three separate bodies of law and regulation, sector-specific federal laws and regulations, federal-level anti-discrimination laws, and state-level, county-level, and local laws and regulations. Now, why are they pointing out all this bureaucracy? So that they can propose, at the end, one great big law for the whole world. How about it?
2: And here's the other thing, too. Uh, I'll translate all this gobbledygook for everybody. We're leaving this purposely vague so that we can do whatever the hell we feel like when we want to to people without them being able to object to it because they have no rights when it comes down to it because of these laws.
4: Yep. And and by the way, we have a law for everything except this. (laughs) Right?
1: (laughs) That's just too funny all right so let's jump down here let's try and finish through this let's see relevant federal laws and standards in the united states uh see that would go under health insurance portability and accountability act federal trade commission the fair information practices principles graham leach billy act the fair credit reporting act and the federal policy for the protection of research subjects common rule all right. So besides these other specific regulations, such as the Family Educational Rights and Privacy Act, COPPA, and the FCC broadband consumer privacy rules may be relevant to the sharing and use of IOB-related data in varied specific contexts. Right. And again, I, well, I think what they're going to propose, if even if it's not in this document because I didn't finish reading it that they, they just need something overall to say, okay, so this is how we're going to regulate everything. So Apple, you make a device. This is the rules. These are the rules it goes under. Microsoft, whomever, Samsung, all of you guys, this is this is what you have to do to be part of this, and this is where all the data is going, period.
2: And they've done that to a certain degree already with the Telecommunications Act of 1996. Uh, so basically it's, you know, same kind of thing, except it's more than just say, you know, you're – your your tele- telephone data or anything like that your phone history it's this is about biology now your your biological information uh going to some kind of a federal repository and you know just much like uh, all the uh the communication traffic in not only the US but all across the world goes through these different uh, data repositories one being the uh the NSA hub out there in Bluffdale, Utah. Right. So uh, you're looking at something like that, uh, but it's going to be applied to not only, you know, your just your like phone, cell phone usage or anything like that. It's going to be all your personal data, your medical data, everything. Because well, when they're when they're tying it into, uh, you know, say your body, uh, that's communicating all of your real time data. Uh, to this repository. But it's also
4: violating HIPAA rules, which is one of the few sets of laws we got that had teeth. Um, Early on, as I was working as a webmaster and stuff, HIPAA was the one thing that didn't get violated. As far as I know, the first people to violate it was Google, um, (laughs) because they had to go to a profitable business model, and they had the wherewithal to scoop something like 170,000 records protected by HIPAA, and they did it because they could. So in other words, the point I'm making is the entirety of those data collection centers are right now in violation of laws with
3: teeth, and they're doing it in the millions. Yeah. So again, all and is blat- not lost here. And blatantly, though. And let's not forget, I think it's important to note that with uh, when Monsanto uh, was able to get a patent for uh, genetically modified corn... Uh, was one of the first ones that they did. Uh, it It set long uh, you know, precedent from and broke a long-standing rule that you couldn't uh, in any way patent life. Uh, but because they made a su- substantial change to it, they were able to do that. Since then, there's been a a cascade and a domino effect uh, of um, legal tort that basically says that they can now, uh, with some change in it. As long as they make a change, that they can now patent DNA, which, again, this implies that, uh, for example, with the upcoming um, DNRA um, uh, potential vaccine that changes your dna they could again with uh, all the stuff that we've seen uh, the information i've seen on 23andme and all these other dna sampling agencies uh, they're taking um, control uh, of your dna and so again if you uh, you know get this kind of vaccine that alters your dna they could literally based on legal precedent since they've altered your dna now claim ownership of you <laughs> based on your dna
2: yeah um, not only that i mean then you also, uh, touching back on the uh, HIPAA law again, There, that's actually mentioned here in the document, Health Insurance Portability and Accountability Act, HIPAA. And I'll read this paragraph here because we'll see how they're, they're setting up the loophole here to get around that. The HIPAA supplemented by Health Information Technology for Economic and Critical Health Act in 2009 regulates – The use and disclosure of protected health information by covered entities. Covered entities include health plans, health care providers, health care clearinghouses, and their business associates. The HIPAA also provides guidance regulating two methods that can be used to satisfy the privacy rules de-identification standard. Remember that. We talked about that earlier. Right. Expert Determination and Safe Harbor, HIPAA's privacy rule, does not apply to de-identified data, yeah, yeah, nor de- any de- data beyond PHI handled by covered entities. You see, de- but that, that's,
4: a bold, that's a bold lie because you already pointed out that they can take de-identified data, use the algorithms to re-identify. Yep. So there the point that I'm making is none of it's legal. Uh, it's not lawful. They will they make, make it yeah, legal. Make it like, yeah, I should yeah. restate that. It's
3: none not of it is lawful. It's lawful. Right, yeah, that's right. There you go. <laughs> but they can make it le- legal with the stroke stroke of a pen, and that's, oh, yeah. that's what they're doing. My, my observation is that nearly all of the federal statutes are not lawful at this point.
1: All right, let's see if we can get through the rest of this. New governance challenges in the age of big data. The issues raised by expanding IOB technologies and the gaps in the regulatory landscape represent much broader concerns about the risks of data privacy and rights, as well as new challenges to data protection in the age of big data analytics. Six of these pressing governance challenges are outlined below. Defining health data. IOB technologies have generated high volumes of physiological and biometric data that far exceed traditional definitions of health information, which mainly refers to patients' medical records and biospecimens obtained in clinical settings. Consumer wearables and body proximity technologies have proved valuable for capturing health and wellness data beyond medical facilities. There are other types of data, such as retail records and social media data, that could be used to deduce details about individuals' physical and mental health. Mm-hmm. I don't think I need to go th- <laughs> any further with that. But uh, think about what yeah, I just read there, little, ladies no. and gentlemen.
3: Details about their mental health and their state. By mm.
4: that's that's hey. the catch-all. That's yep. the catch-all. They've been harping on that for roughly five years. If they, we just had a guest that got forced into this situation if they find you mentally unfit you may as well be wearing diapers in a kindergarten because
3: nothing you say or do matters anymore Um, and at this point they're pitching the idea that if you don't buy if you challenge in any way or even question the mainstream narrative uh, that you are mentally unfit so they're pushing that that really hard that's already the Chinese definition
4: is anything that goes against the party is mental health issue
3: oh your social Mm -hmm. press score will go down I'll talk about something like that yeah this is um (laughs) this was not supposed to be an instruction manual right top down gaslighting.
1: all right point two balancing data utility and extant data protection principles the proliferation of iob technologies and the volume velocity and variety of data involved in analytics and predictive modeling is the most prominent and powerful aspect of big data Basic principles of data protection such as data minimization and purpose limitation may run counter to big data practices that require massive quantities of data for algorithm training and often involve repurposing and combinatorial use of data. In practice, it is also difficult to foresee the purposes of the processing and secondary use of data. These principles, which have been guiding privacy and data protection policies in both Europe and the U.S., are largely derived from the fair and formative practice. All right, so we can skip through all that. Point three, governing personally identifiable information and personal data. that's kind of an important thing, wouldn't we say? As data protection rules historically focus on personally identifiable information or PII and personal data, the threshold of identifiability and the possibility of re-identification become crucial to defining privacy risks. Existing requirements of I- of de-identification, such as the HIPAA safe harbor provision that requires the removal of 18 types of identifiers, have been criticized for hampering research activities oh. without offering effective privacy protection. All right. Screw you guys. No. And we all deserve our own privacy. Let's jump down to four categorization of sensitive data some data is more sensitive than other data and even non-personal metadata can be sensitive in nature with big data analytics inferences about someone's health conditions can be drawn from indirectly related health data health and behavioral data from iob technologies can also be used to make inferences for predictions and decision making in areas such as insurance employment and finance public and private agents may draw high risk inferences inferences meaning inferences drawn from big data analytics that are privacy invasive or have low verifiability for claims and decisions that can harm the interests of individuals and groups so in other words you didn't take the vaccine so you can't come in here and we know that because it's in your biodata record that is worldwide
3: yeah. Even even further, the inference there, um, so uh, in the last couple of months, there's been passing around uh, a couple of documents from some tests that were run. Um, they were trying to do the um, using fMRI um, in real-time imaging, able to um, look at the part of the uh, your visual cortex that processes information. And um, by using, just looking at wet lights up, uh, they were able to use AI and come up with a pretty startling uh, representation of what the computer, you know, what, what AI thought you were looking at. Uh, and it's actually pretty pretty close in terms of shading, darks, and light. And the guy who ran the project, again, it's hard to know with what they're releasing the media exactly what the truth is. But um, his remarks, like he said he immediately got um, a cold chill running out of his spine when he... Understood that this could be used uh, in a way of again to, to predict what people were thinking, or again looking at it, using it as a surveillance tool. Uh, and so, this I think is it could be combined with exactly these kind of inferences. To uh, if you if you want uh, to go uh, to the minority report, right? Uh, preventing even thought crime. Uh, you're beginning to think in this way. You're beginning to show patterns uh, of quote delusional behavior. You're starting to question what you're told. Uh, they they could, <laughs> this data is. Um, Uh, Again, you can do it with with enough data, you can do a lot of things and it looks again from the top down like they're uh, trying to make a case here uh, again for um, how to pitch it and to make it um, sound good, how to get around the laws uh, and then finally how to implement it. That's that's the uh, substance of this white paper. All
1: right, privacy, self-management and consent. It has become increasingly challenging for data subjects to trace what data is being collected and how their data is used due to processed data's mutable character and the opacity of algorithmic codes. The mechanism of notice and consent addresses neither the opacity of algorithms and predictive modeling nor the knowledge and power asymmetric asymmetries between data subjects and data controllers. Therefore, the notice and consent model emphasizing the privacy self-management of individuals often falls into legal formality because of the purposefully arcane language and the impossibility of tracing and handling frequent data flows and the unpredictability of processing outcomes. So again, they're saying they need to update everything and have one great big big thing to control everything. Uh, Point six, algorithm grouping to individual-based data protection. Algorithmic classification systems raise a challenge to existing theories and policies of privacy as current policies mainly focus on individual level and personal identifiable information, which means individuals' claims to manage data about themselves often and once identifiers are removed from the data, yet grouping occurs more through algorithmic forms of impersonal categorizations of behavior and prediction. The identity tokens created through grouping are often not reducible to or owned by individuals of the group. Decisions and policies based on algorithmic grouping will nonetheless affect the interests of individuals in the group, even though such grouping does not specifically target identified individuals. Doesn't this just really come down to that they want everything to be very specific down to the individual, so therefore they have to do it on a case-by-case basis, right?
3: Individually, but the overall, there's the the overarching um, vagary of uh, everybody, right? So in order to uh, handle you individually, we must get all the data from everybody. Right.
2: Yeah, there you go. That's yeah. exactly what they're saying. Just like my mask protects you and your mask. protects Exactly. Me. That's exactly <laughs> the same
3: thought process. Yes. In order in order to take care of uh, anybody individually, we have to take care of everybody. Yeah. It's a, it's a bit ironic, though, because the process
4: automatically bean counts you. So it's a brave new world again. It's the exact yeah. same thing. <laughs> yes. There will be classifications of people and just you merely or or Gattaca. Gattaca was another good example Mm. of where we're headed um, for the simple reason that belonging to a class of people already removes you from a whole bunch of possibilities uh, in a lifetime, and that's where it's going. So these ideas are fraud on the face of it, and the idea that you can opt in, like 23 or me is a classic example of the fraud. You're interested in getting information about your your, ancestry. But what they're not telling you is what the data is actually being used for. Um, So there's the fraud on the face of it. And again, I will say fraud has a shelf life and everything we're living right now is fraud. And it takes so much effort to keep fraud on the tracks that this is not going to continue forever.
1: All right. We're almost done with this. Let's jump down to envisioning possibilities and options. To tackle these new challenges of technology governments related to the IOB, multi-stakeholder action is urgently needed. The following section outlines a menu of possible approaches from regulatory to technological to help mitigate these risks in order to fully unleash the potential of the IOB. Unleash, yeah. -hmm. Unleash once again. Building a robust and consistent system of governments around the Internet of Bodies. (sighs) As the Internet of Things is increasingly evolving to be connected with human bodies, a robust and consistent system of governance is needed to address the risks of the expanding IOB. This means that, for example, in the U.S. context, a new governance strategy should be formed across the conventional division of medical and non-medical fields to address the broad dynamics of IOB technologies and data. Some experts suggest combining the powers of the fda and ftc along with the consumer product safety commission and the consumer financial protection bureau senators who cares about them they've they're proposing a protecting personal health data act in 2019 proposing the establishment of a national task force entrusted with protecting health data huh i wonder if that has anything to do that sounds
4: like a great idea doesn't it a national task force yeah that's automatic. That's automatically just sidestep. It's like the European Union. Who voted for anybody? What's a task force? Who, who put them in charge? Exactly. Let's
1: jump down not to point two. Yeah, not the
4: people. Exactly. We didn't vote you in. Doesn't matter. Think of the 9-11 task force. That was the last big one I can recall. Or the Department of Homeland Security.
3: I mean, <laughs> we created, all, created yeah. a whole subset.
4: We must, we
1: must protect the fatherland. Addressing the outcomes of data inferences and analytics and data protection. As discussed above, current data protection regulations mostly focus on ensuring that data is lawfully obtained and that its processing meets the requirements of lawful grounds. But in general extent, regulations fail to address the risks of the outcomes of algorithmic deployment in all cases. To put it in a simple way, they concern mainly the input data rather than the new data generated from the algorithm. <laughs> AI and data regulation should address risks. Risks of privacy and discrimination in data inferences and algorithmic analytics. Data protection experts have demonstrated that advances in big data analytics demand new protections for group privacy, addressing privacy interests of ad hoc groups formed by algorithmic classification. Well, again, they're just calling for more regulation from a top down
3: platform. Point three building up. Also, to sort people into groups, they're specifically basically saying uh, how to sort people into uh, groups based on the data
4: yeah. yeah we don't gotta worry about these people they all die in their 20s these idiots all they, wear masks so
1: they'll do anything we
4: say just about yeah won't even defend their house of worship we got them
1: Building up a repertoire of privacy-enhancing technology and developing a framework of decision-making. A broad range of technology solutions or methods have emerged to achieve specific privacy or data protection functionality, which include encryption, metadata, and digital rights management, application programming, system development, governance, identity management, etc., Besides the well-known methods of de-identification and pseudonymization, synthetic data is another approach to depersonalizing data. Synthetic data is fake data that has the same statistical properties as real data and can be used as a proxy for real
3: data in AI and
1: machine learning software. Testing, so we can and control the outcome. Right? Yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah, skip the <laughs> so, real stuff. We're going to manufacture the data from the top down and then tell you that our models predict this, so you have to do that. Here, I'll give you a perfect example. <laughs> a There's a worldwide right there. pandemic. There it is. Here I is your example. Fake. We can use fake data. It's, it's real. It has to be real because we faked it.
1: <laughs> have I made and myself clear? They're already doing this. They are telling people there's a worldwide <laughs> pandemic that doesn't fucking
3: exist. Because they did it. Yes, they're, because their models uh, suggested uh, that these things would happen. So we have to do this. Do you so remember do them saying things. that? That was early but in that, the year. Our models
1: yeah. suggest tens of billions of trillions of zillions of people will die in the yep. next three days.
3: Bullshit. Exactly exactly, and they're telling you right here, and and they they have for a very long time, and we talked about this, oh, God, Crow, like a 154, right, 156 uh, of um, Crow 777 Radio, where um, we first got introduced, actually, about how they take this data and put it into simulated models, right? And then they, um, (laughs) that's how they do much of what goes on now, is they have worldwide, real-time simulations where they can uh, run any uh, model uh, and see how people are going to to react and respond. (laughs) And again, if you just uh, substitute some data and say uh, this is what we want to have happen and so we just push it this way and this is exactly the cybernetics that uh, that Wayne keeps talking about it so here it is (laughs) they're telling you right here they uh, manufacture data to get the outcome that they desire
2: there it is that's a stunning revelation of the method right there in this document this is actually how they do things and plan things and that's been what they've been using since day one with this whole pandemic thing going on Uh, you could see They're talking about they're using fake data with, you know, the same statistical properties as real data, and they're using this to come to decision-making frameworks. So this is what they're doing. They're saying this is what the model predicts, so this is what we're going to do. Even though the model is based on fraudulent data and it's admitted fake data right there, that's what they've been doing with this whole thing, and that's why the data never seems to add up. And they release new data every day about this thing. it this was so
4: it yeah it was so fake that they set up the fake data so they couldn't possibly undo what was real none of it was real and that's why when you start paying people 30k to write a word on an admittance slipper you know or more what you've done is you've prevented the possibility of real data ever
3: being drived except we all know there was no real data to be had right and have you have you guys noticed this i mean something that i've observed with uh, the weather is they get better and better at controlling the weather especially these large scale events uh, mm. tropical storms and those sort of things uh i noticed when they had uh, what was it a couple of years ago specifically when they had uh what they called very accurate models it seemed as though they were they were literally doing a model and then pushing it that way so that they could show you how accurate their models were uh, and it would be i look back at some previous stuff there's no possible way uh, that they could have done what they claim to have done without actually controlling the outcome, There's like no possible way. Uh, statistical, almost almost impossible uh, to do that. And so uh, it seems as though that's one aspect where they try to um, show validity in their modeling is, uh, is weather, right? E- even though they, they have missed on several, uh, but there was one where they, <laughs> uh, their models uh, seem to be, what they showed later almost seem to be playing back the model. And it did uh, did seem to defy what people were actually experiencing.
2: And while we're on the topic of weather, uh, we just had that uh, whole twin storm event <laughs> in the uh, right in, yeah. the, the, in the basin down there in the Gulf of Mexico. So, um, I mean, there they go with that concept again. The whole they can't help themselves, idea. man. They can't help themselves. So this stuff it never ends. Right. When you actually begin to be able to see with a a set of eyes to to know these things It, it, it just never ends it's like everywhere you look you see their calling cards
3: yeah so, yeah, as Eric Deline said, they'd they missed on a couple of them, right? And it, it seems to me like they're, again, the miss is actually in the control. Uh, it's not precise control. It's kind of general pushing, you know, here and there, um, what it seems to do with the weather. And you can certainly see that with the um, electronic. I mean, you see wave patterns when you see that uh, running through the, uh, the chemtrails and that sort of stuff. And the way that they do that, that's absolutely um, waveform generated. I mean, it's not natural, right? So you can tell that they're absolutely doing it. Um, and it's it's interesting to watch, and um, yeah, you know, <laughs> they got a lot of stuff going on right now. That's for sure. Um, before we wrap up, um, while Crow is here, I definitely want to mention um, the uh, 9/11 photo pro- uh, project as well. Uh, that we're going to try to capture some some mm. data.
4: Right. Oh yeah, man, uh, I've been so busy. Close. oh close. By the way, before I forget, um, episode 248 of Crow Triple Seven Radio is going up tonight at 12:01 um but
3: where 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 are things with that baldini um yeah so i was going to mention that tonight i have a let's see if i still have it here i can put i set up a uh some uh cloud storage for it and it's kind of weird um so they don't like FTP stuff, which would have been the easiest way to do it. Uh, so what I'm going to do is basically, so I have to basically give people access as they come. Uh, so uh, the 911 project at gmail.com, I just uh, pasted that into the chat. Uh, and so you can, um, whenever you get the data, you can send an email to that and we'll give you access to the proper uh, online folder and then you can upload the data there. And so I was going to say, we um, as it gets closer, we should take some time. I don't know if we want to do this next week, or um, I can drop something as well just to, uh, again, go through the premise and uh, kind of outline what we're looking for and uh, some of the better ways to capture it. Uh, I'd love to have you again as part of that, uh, Crow, cause it because it's your kind of idea, your brainchild. So.
4: Well, um, I'd be happy to with what time I can, and I'd be happy to also tell you I'm reasonably sure uh, we will see the nonsense cake served piping hot uh, between the 9th and the 16th um, is what I expect to see. I I would further not be surprised if it had to do with water or metal or a combination. Okay. Ooh, metal,
3: water. (laughs) (laughs) Mercury? What?
1: (laughs) So let's do the we last point handle. here before we sign off, and then we'll do final thoughts. Sure. Uh, supporting data subjects and experimenting with the solidarity approach. Responsible use of technology should respect r- human rights and ethics. In order to fully realize the social benefits of IOB technology and data, users should be empowered with the legal rights of a data subject and a supporting system to execute those rights. Again, they're saying we need a top-down system we, so we can protect you properly. This requires a clearer definition of data ownership and better control of users' own data, which, you know, they can't have that being different country to country, so again, they need something from the top down. Users will be supported with the knowledge of how their data is used and the ability to access and correct their information, including the means to address unfair inferences, and analytics. In response to social sorting and stratification powered by big data analysis, some experts advocate a solidarity approach to health data governance, one focused on societal and community good, because you give a shit about what, it goes on with our lives. This shifts the focus to the <laughs> shared societal benefits and responsibilities, which motivates people to share data for the collective and individual good. Biobanks are a good example for sharing biological data. The solidarity approach of data governance treats data contributors as partners, and this involves explicit acknowledgement of the types of research that the database supports and easy access for community members to research findings data subjects should also be informed of the potential risks associating it associated with the participation
2: all right and here's the 200 page to, uh, here's your 200 pages of gobbledygook to read through and hit the i agree to the terms of service there you go what
4: this is yeah, but th- yep. you're not mentioning the offer. You get 500 digital credits if you take the rectal probe. You know. Oh, nice. <laughs> you know better. it's true. You take the sensor, then you get the credits. You'll spend those on a loaf of bread, but at least you got the credits.
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, but the, yeah, basically, just say there. It's better to it's better to convince them to do it uh, voluntarily than try to take it by force. And then we'll just lie about what it's being used for. Uh, so make sure we we don't tell them exactly how we're using it.
1: all right anybody have any final thoughts on this i was kind of commenting in between as we were going along i mean this this to me is obvious that they're just they've probably already got this the stuff already written to go through the united nations or some some bullshit uh they already know what they want to do they already know what they're going to do they just have to convince you it's a good idea because beer bug anyone else
4: Nobody's yeah. buying the bear bug. I even saw a top financial analyst the other day flat-out say That it is the fake cause for the money reset because all the money people are pissed off um, Because of what's going on because everything they learned their whole life is now out the window um, How can everything be crashing in the stock market through the roof makes no sense, right? Um, but I would say uh, we're gonna run an episode that claims there's going to be an announcement from the Fed I'm hearing from people that know that by the way that goes out after midnight tonight with Kurt Kallenbach. I'm hearing people echoing they think there's going to be an announcement from the Fed this month talking about the open admission that it is a wholesale currency reset and that may relate to what Kurt talks about tonight
3: yeah they they, uh, they have been using the term the great reboot the great reset Um, in all their social media uh, control they have been using that term over and over again so uh, yeah from my perspective this document uh, just again the timing couldn't be more uh, I don't know if you want to say suspect or (laughs) the lack of surprise is killing me Uh, but uh, essentially uh, just taking it to the next step and saying we're going to take your uh, data uh, we'll take your DNA and we're going to we'd like to implant you with this device we hope you don't mind Uh, uh, so uh, again uh, I do it for you you do it for me remember the mask thing we did it's just like that and uh, we're gonna we're gonna help you this is for your own good and hey you can download music for 24-7 anytime you like or see a movie in your head uh, that'll work too hmm. uh, sure they'd like to like to convince people of that so um, sign up at Verizon now for 6G
4: whoa there you go. I know Kung Fu
3: <laughs> <laughs> show me and yeah, and uh, nine other Japanese words. So <laughs> right, and <laughs> nine other Japanese words. Yeah. And so we the,
2: finally landed on Mars.
3: Mars, y'all. Exactly. <laughs> All right, Baldini, what do you got coming up? Uh, well, with your lovely uh, Rose 777, we do, of course, poppycock uh, reports coming up in the morning. We'll touch on some of these subjects. Uh, along with Elon Musk, we've got a couple of new features. We've got uh, Florida Man, a recurring feature. We'll find Florida Man and all his hijinks, as well as uh, semantics. So we'll uh, take a look at, uh, at that as well, along with the regular poppycock poppy cockery uh, that we get a whole jar full of. Uh, so that, and then of course uh, coming up this weekend, uh, again, just Unintended Consequences every Saturday morning, 9 a.m. Pacific, that's noon Easter time, and then uh, do unintended or, uh, Ancient Wisdom for a Modern World, uh, that's early sun- Sunday morning, 7 a.m. Uh, Pacific time, UTC minus 7, and then Wayne McCrory, um, who is right here with us, joins me every other week for solo Scriptura, that's 5 p.m. Uh, Pacific time on Sundays, and then he's with me every other week, but I do it every week. So you can find me there Oh, oh, and don't forget, uh, there's the 911 photo project at gmail.com, and we'll talk more about that uh, in, in the coming days as we get a little bit closer. But we've we'll, uh, got some space for you already uh, carved out on the interwebs so we can drop some of that data when you get it.
4: Okay, we, we, should, we should have, you know, Jason, we're already too far ahead to mention um, anything about that to matter, aren't we?
1: Well, I think that you should mention a little bit about 248 and 249 are about. I think we should get that out there tonight.
4: Uh, I was meaning the 9-11 project. Um, I was so busy that it wasn't even in the front of my mind anymore. And so we've got two episodes already done, um, which right. will put us past 9-11. Okay. Um, th- basically, we've got some barn burners coming tonight. Kirk Kallenbach is back. There was a time I thought that I accepted most of what he did and I could rip holes in a little bit I I, I don't think I can man I think he's spot on he
1: he nailed he, several things in, in this latest episode that you and I are both like uh-huh
4: yeah um, but it, it goes for me it goes further because it it starts to delve into your knowing about the true course of spirituality that could exist for anyone mm-hmm. and I think he's I think he's right on the money I can't find fault on any level with what he's doing that comes out tonight after midnight And then we got a hell of a show on Saturday, with the lady who actually, uh, Alana Goodland, who actually, I'm sorry, I always do that, Freeland, who actually, um, it's good to be free, um, (laughs) who actually, who actually edited the original version of King Kill 33. That's a hell of a thing, Um, and we we will have her back, Um, but she's finishing a book right now. But that's all I got, Wayne. Uh, yeah, nothing much coming
2: up here uh, anytime soon. I'm just uh, trying to work on the new book and get that out. I'm trying to uh, have that done within uh, within the month of September or around you know some certain key dates, perhaps. Uh, just trying to leverage the sky clock, so I'm trying to get that all knocked off. I will be back on. Uh, here next week on Secrets of Saturn and uh, the following Sunday we're back with Baldini for Sola Scriptura and uh, I know we were possibly planning on doing another show together for Crow Triple Seven at some point but that'll be in the future coming up um, also uh, I would like people to go ahead and check out my uh, YouTube channel uh, Alchemical Tech Revolution I'm almost to the thousand uh, uh, you know, subscriber mark so that'll be a good thing once, Once I that. hit that One wonderful the magic chat. number, so <clears throat> yeah, people drop want in to the check that bro. out. That'd be great. How many? How many?
1: How
2: Wayne? many? What I'm almost, uh, almost to the thousand. He's you can start live stream right now.
1: If you have yeah, a thousand, you're live stream. Right? That's He's, the big thing.
4: Uh, this is ridiculous. You just can't do it anymore. No. I got in early. I got lucky. But by the way, thank you, Wayne, for hooking us up with Alana Freeland. Um, that was probably the best hookup we've had since I've been doing this. Oh yeah at, she's, at least she's among off. yeah at least among the top handful anyhow
3: oh, and uh, I'll just quickly mention this uh, this Saturday coming up on unintended consequences. Uh, I think I'll have it uh, it almost hundred percent that uh, seven Wolf is in uh, the chat tonight uh, and an interview with her I did actually uh, a while back almost two months ago and so it's gonna roll this weekend as they're doing uh, a um, demonstration this Saturday in Australia so um That'd be a, a good one to catch and keep them in mind uh, as they, <laughs> as they brave what's going on in Australia right now.
1: Yeah, to say the least. Good God! All right, everybody, that's going to do it for this week. We don't have our topic picked for next week, so uh, we will see you soon. Take care, everyone.
3: Take care. <laughs>